Listen, I am stoked uh, for this honor and opportunity to begin this brand new series called Move That Over. Come on, somebody put some caffeine in your voice and shout it. One, two, three. Come on, praise the Lord. Come on, that was some decaf. I need you to put, we need, we need a, some dark roast or something. Here we go. One, two, three. Move that over. I feel like we're on, you know, those extreme home makeovers. Like, move that bus. Nah. But listen, fam, I want to jump right in on today with this brand new series, Move That Over, as we enter into this Lenten season, uh, which is all around um, us moving things aside, sacrificing things for, uh, as we prepare our hearts and our minds and our focus uh, for the Easter season that is coming, which is my favorite time of the year. And uh, it's this idea that we sacrifice, but also that we are generous towards others. It's imperative for us uh, as we get going um, on this Lenten journey. For those who have not jumped on yet, I encourage you uh, to participate as well. It's really good for the soul and good for others. But I want to start today, you know, uh, the illustrious and world-renowned uh, philosopher by the name of Sweet Brown. Come on, somebody. Once uttered the earth-shattering words. Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm going somewhere. And they, out of that statement, she was in the house when she was like, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Y'all acting like you never saw that. And she goes on and they end up making not just memes, but they also end up, you know, auto-tuning it and all sorts of stuff. And she just declares this thing, ain't nobody got time for that. And I want to just start this move that over series uh, with this focus i, I want to you know and, and the fact of the matter is when we think about this so many of us today we declare stuff like man i don't got any more time i don't got any time i mean there are many of you that feel literally like you have no time feel like you don't got time to do anything but if we really are real with ourselves Fact is, if you didn't have time, you'd be dead. Are y'all with me? Can I just build this case? Thing is, if you had no time, you'd be dead. Watch this. It's not that we don't have time, but it's that we don't have time for particular things. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because we've invested all of our time in other things. In that. So, uh, ain't nobody got time for that. Although we have, we do indeed have time. And so my challenge through this series and what I hope is, I really want to challenge you around your focus, around the things that are taking up space in your life. We really need to get to the place where we are doing inventory because indeed we do have time. But what are you investing your time in? You can get more money, you can make more money, but you can't make more time. You have, all of us, we have time. We have 24 hours in the day, but what it is that you do with that time determines, in many regards, what has you. In many regards, it also determines our efficacy or how effective we are. And so, point number one, this is something just for you to note. I want you to follow along with me. Here we go. Talking about move that over. We make time for what we treasure. Can we just talk about it? So this is the thing. You don't have time, but you truly do make time for the things that you treasure. 
This, this, this is why, let me, let me give you a prime example. Somebody will come and ask you to do something that you don't want to do. I don't got time for that. Two twos, that guy or that girl, that Netflix show. Oh, come on, somebody. Suddenly out of nowhere. Oh, I'll make time. Oh, no, no worries. No problem. I'll make time. Because we make time for things that we treasure. And it's amazing because I talk to people. I was talking about, man, like, you know, I just got no time for that. Bible study stuff be so hard, man. Bible study, I mean, I just can't, I don't have any time for Bible study. I don't have time for prayer, you know, and start my day, whatever the case. But literally, fam, you will binge watch an entire Netflix series. So what happened? To, I mean, we can't give. And so, again, we make time for what we treasure. We make time for titillation. We make time for things to, for entertainment. Come on, somebody. Because we treasure this in many regards. But oftentimes we look and we say, we're not effective. We're not progressing. We're not moving forward. But when we examine or we declare, we have no time. But when you really examine, it's not that we don't have time. But it's that we're not investing our time in the things that matter the most. And so this is my challenge to you today as we're talking about move that over. Where are you investing your time? What are you investing your time that you have in? What do you conveniently make space for, but you are also saying no to other things in those areas? So here we go. I want to give you number two. Not only do we make time for what we treasure, and we're going to go to the text in a second, but sometimes the things we treasure, here we go, are weighing us down so the things that you treasure are oftentimes weighing you down i want to look at the text uh, i want to look at the text and we're going to deal with this text says in hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 and onward says therefore since we have we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses what witnesses is he talking about well in hebrews chapter 11 i encourage you to read it it's known as the hall of faith it talks about people who were imperfect, who definitely didn't have it all together, but the Lord allowed them, uh, did mighty things through them nonetheless. This is why we declare stuff like no perfect people allowed. And all of these people passed away and they left the earth. Many of them, the Bible makes it clear, didn't even make it to the end or see the promises that were declared to them come to full fruition. But nonetheless, uh, they were still known as people of faith. And he says, these are people that mess up. These are people that were jacked up, people that were imperfect. But now they are the cloud of witness. In other words, they are in the grandstands of heaven cheering us on. That's right. And so he says, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses that experience the power of God in their lives, in the midst of their imperfection and all of this. He says, now watch this. Now we have this example and also these people cheering us on. Let us lay aside every weight. Somebody say every weight. Every weight. And then he also goes on and says, and sin which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I've been talking a lot about sin and I, 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 I you know, because a lot of churches don't like to talk about that. Uh, and the fact of the matter is that the reason why uh, many people aren't getting delivered and aren't walking in breakthrough or aren't able to progress in their life is because churches aren't talking about sin. Oh, y'all awfully quiet today. 
It's important for us to understand the things are, that are to our detriment or that are poisoning us and our society and our families. It's important. But I especially want to park on the area in the passage where he says that we are to lay aside every weight. Because here we go when we're talking about moving that over. Uh, many of us, as I said, don't realize that we are the things we're treasuring and making room for are Things that are weighing us down. Things that are weighing us down and it's important. You know, can I just tell you this? I want to say this and I want to come against this, this ideology in our culture that's pervasive in our time. We live in a culture that glorifies carrying heavy things. You're a boss if you're carrying heavy things. Come on somebody. Even if it's jacking you up, even if it's met, you're a boss. I mean, you didn't do nothing until... You carried something heavy. Fact of the matter is, but there's some weight that we're not supposed to carry. There are some things, there's some weight that's good. There's some weight that's for your maturation. There's some weight that will build you up. Come on, somebody. There's some stuff that through resistance and through pressure that you're able to build long suffering and you're able to be strengthened to the place where you can carry and where you can handle a, a, a massive things that are that you are called to carry. But there are things that are messing us up and hindering us from being able to run with endurance as the text said that we need to lay aside somebody say lay it aside you know it's important because there's so many things that we carry that are indicative of dysfunction and it has been generational there are things that have been passed down generationally from generation to generation and then we build linguistics around it we start saying stuff like the women in my family always do this Oh, can I just go down there today? The men, all the men in my family do X, Y, and Z. Well, maybe it's time for the buck to stop with you. Come on, somebody. Stop glorifying dysfunction. I feel there's just breakthrough, familial breakthrough in the house today. There's some stuff that we ought to stop glorifying. We ought to instead say it's time to move that over. Things financially things maritally things that are happening that you and i that we have the opportunity by god's grace to be able to move that aside are you with me can i say you know sometimes weighty things are sneaky sometimes weight is sneaky man i went to uh, i always weighed like 131 and then you know because i was vegan for a while some of y'all like what and then i went to 140 something then I went to 150 something and while I was there man I was like okay cool 150 something I parked around there I run long distance I ride long distance I was able to keep that uh, at that place and then I moved to California I moved to California lived in California they had some incredible food man and I I mean I'm telling you, I'm a foodie uh, I, I don't like eating lots of food but I like eating good things things that are paired well See this thing, my wife and I, we, when we live in California, we'll save up and go to a dining experience. And not just going to have a meal, but you go to a dining experience where when you eat there, go to Beverly Hills, get some good food, and then they take you to another room to have dessert. It's, a, it's, it's, it's some good stuff. And so we would save up. We weren't balling or nothing, but we'd save up, go have the dining experience. But then, man, two twos, fam. 
I looked around and I stepped on the scale and I realized that that 150 turned into a 180. And I looked down for a second. I realized I can't see my shoes, fam. It was sneaky. I didn't even realize what was go- what was happening. It just <laughs> it just happened in that sort of a way. It was sneaky, you know. Because the thing is, notice what it says in the text. He says, "Lay aside the weight and the sin that clings so closely." Sometimes you don't recognize the weight in your life because it's connected to you. Uh, Look, 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 let me tell you this, let me tell you. Sometimes, here we go, uh, uh, see, weight is sneaky oftentimes because it's passive. Weight goes with the flow. So where I go, the weight that's on me, that's clinging close to me, it's going where I'm going. It's not, see, sometimes there's this exterior weight that will come. And it will jump on you and it will try to pull you down and it will and we oftentimes have weight that comes from an exterior source but sometimes the sneakiest weight is the stuff that originates that's connected to you there's some of you it's parental weight some of you uh, oh man am i allowed to talk about this stuff some of you uh, it's literal weight there's some of you i don't know what it is but oftentimes there are things that simply just go with the flow of gravity and they're moving where you're moving they're going where you're going sometimes you don't realize because it's been connected to you since the third grade there's friends in your life that have been a part of your circle oh my and you've been only still connected to them because they've been connected to you from an early time and age oh but i just want to come for that uh, that devil today because there are many of you, you even look around and you say man i shouldn't be i mean these people are literally in the same place they were from when we were still kicking it on the block come on somebody oh can i just talk real today and you're like man why on it it just seems like they're but you will keep them in your circle of influence and they're holding you down and many times they go undetected because they've always been there but can i tell you that just because something or someone has always been there does not mean that they're all that they're always supposed to be there come on somebody this season that is shifting this lenten time some of y'all need to sacrifice some of your friendships come on can i just preach this thing like i feel it it's some people that ought to be off your friend list you not gonna depress me not another day come on somebody when you look at me I know that I'm supposed to be selfless, but my name is not trash can. Come on, somebody. You are not just going to dump your mess and your muck into me like a trash receptacle. Come on, somebody. And not ever, and I can't ever dump any stuff on you. There's so many of y'all going down one-way streets, one-sided relationships, stuff holding you down, and it's time for you to move that over. No, 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 baby. I'm telling you, man, if we're going to go where God wants us to go in this season ahead, it's some stuff we got to move over. Come on, somebody. It's some relationships. It's some habits that we got to put to the side. The weight that's been following us for so long. I know that it's not easy, but he didn't promise that it was going to be easy. Oh, and the fact of the matter is that you and I don't have to do it by ourselves. See, the text said, looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before
for him endured the cross come on somebody fact of the matter is as we enter into this Easter season where we commemorate the sacrifice of our Lord he is our example it was not easy he even in the garden of Gethsemane said if it is possible for this cup to pass from me let it pass but nevertheless never oh my nevertheless not my will but your will be done come on and he endured the cross you know who the joy that was set before him was you and you and you and you he said i'm gonna stay on the cross because what's ahead is greater than what the pain of this moment and there have been many of you you are not moving the things over in your life that god is desirous of you letting go of and the reason why is because of the temporary discomfort you're scared about what people are gonna say about you if you decide y'all not gonna get married no more you're scared because your mom thinks that you should have had grandbabies by now come on somebody and so you're willing to get married to some jack leg person that is not the one for you come on just to silence the mouths of people who aren't gonna be in the bed next to you for the rest of your life but can I talk to somebody in this place the shame that comes in the temporary moment we rebuke that now in Jesus name because what it is is that God has for your future is greater than the shame of this temporary moment you gotta move that over so God can move that thing in oh somebody just caught that someone just caught it because the fact of the matter is it's stuff that God wants to put in your life but you can't he don't have no room to put it because the space for the right woman is blocked up by the wrong one. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all in here, he says, lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily besets you. Some of y'all need to go ahead and get married. You know that God called you together. Come on, somebody. And you've been shacking up. Come on. Do they still say stuff like that? Uh, I'm coming for every sin today. Come on. You've been shacking up. Come on, somebody. Living up under the house. And I didn't come to judge you. No, the devil is a liar. Even that devil that will come and tell you, oh, here go another judgmental preacher. No, the devil is a liar. I'm not judging you. I'm trying to call you out of the stuff stop shortchanging yourself come on somebody if he loves you if she loves you he needs to go ahead and put a ring on it listen fam y'all don't go and break into no ooos okay see fact the matter is listen man uh listen there are too many y'all the reason why here it is and this is where i'm coming let me get out the flesh i want you to understand this see there's a lot of y'all the issue is you're scared that you're gonna lose your benefits come on somebody because you've been getting those benefits and once you declare that you are married come on somebody then they're gonna stop giving you oh god am i allowed to go here today and you're scared instead of trusting jehovah jireh who has way more for you than a government check can i talk about it there's a blessing that comes in covenant who am i talking to online that comes when you put god first if he said it i want it in my life and i will do whatever he said to do in order that you ought to move that over somebody shall move that over 
Trying to help folks, man. People don't like this stuff. That's why we're going down generation to generation. Parent children without fathers and mothers. Come on, somebody. Relationships growing up in homes in disregard. If that is you and you're in this place, I declare, I want you to see you walk in breakthrough. The love of the Lord is here for you. Come on, somebody. Not judgment. And I don't know whatever it is, what else it is that is holding you down. I parked there for a second. But there are so many things that are weighing us down. And it's time for us to move it over. Man, sometimes our weight is attached to our selfishness. The reason why you still have weight, so much weight, is because there's stuff holding you down that you were supposed to give away. It's not till you take an assessment of your closet that oftentimes you go in there and look and find stuff with tags on it that you never wore before. Come on, somebody. There's so much excess in our lives. This is why many of you, you tune me out as soon as we start talking about giving. That's the quietest time in church. I mean, y'all literally see us here paying off tens of thousands of dollars. Come on. For people who are in debt and all sorts of things here at the church. You literally see thousands of people around the world being impacted by what God is doing here in this house. If there is any place that you ought to be comfortably given, in a couple weeks we're going to put everything on the screens for you to see all of the money. Come on, somebody that you we have received and what we did with it if there's a place that you should be comfortable giving it should be here and many of us we're as soon as we start talking because there's stuff in our life that's excess then we don't realize that when we give a little of what we have that not only does it bless our lives but it contributes to the transformative work of god in the lives of others can i tell you this and i'm going to end here watch this fact of the matter is sometimes we're holding on to weight that we're supposed to lay aside, not eliminate. So, 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 peep, 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 peep. Here it is. Sometimes we're holding on to stuff that we're supposed to lay aside, but not eliminate. Help me preach this, Jesus. Because, watch this, he says, lay it aside. There's some relationships that you need to put on hold for a period until they grow up or you grow up. And then you can see there's a boo that God has called you to. And the fact of the matter is there have been times in my life. There was even a time when my wife and I were getting ready to get married. And God told her when our plan, when it was time for us to get married, God told her the mentorship in our lives told her and told us that it was not wise for us to get married at the time. So it wasn't that God didn't call us together, but it was that he didn't want us to get married at that moment. And so we had to temporarily lay aside that relationship uh, or that plan in order to position ourselves so that when the appointed time came, we would be married in a place of strength and not married in a place of stunting. I don't know what it is. There's some dreams, some stuff you might have put on your vision board. Who am I talking to? And many of you, you feel, remember when we had the big ass wall out there? Uh, ASK, ASK. <laughs> Big ass wall out there, and there are many of them. Oh, pastor up here cussing. Fact of the matter is, we put those things, you write those things down, and there's some of you that are like, man, this stuff hasn't happened yet, or man, this stuff is not working out. Sometimes it's not that God hasn't said it over your life, but sometimes you gotta press the pause button to be able to work on some stuff. Come on, to fortify your business plan, to have a few more conversations with the enrollment department. To 
to be able to get your some more pennies together so that when you start you can start with strength you're not just out here stunting and fronting oh y'all with me today so that's it this it before i tell you that you got to jump on the scale and take inventory this it god often adds to our lives through subtraction Ficky, ficky. I end here. God often adds to your life through subtraction. Sometimes the future, the things that he has planned for you, I know that math don't make sense, uh, but if you go to some of these schools and the algebraic equations and all this stuff, whatever, God is a master mathematician. And there's some things that he'll take out of your life or separate you from or tell you to say no to or tell you to press pause on or whatever the case may be. Oh, I can't wait for the discussion in life groups this week. Shameless plug. But so he can add some things that are necessary to your life. And so, my brothers and sisters, my encouragement to you is to take inventory. Jump on the scale and take inventory. Time to check in. To, time to weigh in. Time for you to be in this season. God might want you to be the biggest loser. Sometimes you have to lose to be a, bit, a winner. Oh man, I just... Are y'all grabbing this stuff? Online? I mean, you have to lose sometimes to be a winner. God doesn't want you, even the weight that he calls you to carry, you're, he doesn't want you to carry it by yourself. And there are many of you, you're not running by endur with endurance because the stuff is clinging close and weighing you down. But he says, I love Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Write this down and this is the last scripture for you. Come on to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke. This was something that had to do with farming and oxen. Take my yoke upon you. He says, and learn from me, dealing with teaching dealing with farming this is this, this parallel this example that he's using for I am gentle and I am lowly in heart and I and you will find rest for your souls yeah and then he goes on he says for my yoke is easy and my burden is light and so I don't know what it is that you've been carrying today, but I just sense in my heart that someone came in here with such great weight. And there are many of you who are in the place where you don't realize the need and the time that it is for you to let go. It's time for that Elsa anointing. I hear you in the balcony. Time for us to let it go. Get to the place where we open ourselves to the Lord.